All right, 2022, what is it like to be a buyer in 2022? It's fast and it's crazy, and you're not going to like every aspect of how it goes down. In fact, it might be more frustrating than you ever imagined. Just what you wanted to hear at the beginning of your podcast, right? Look, it's truth time because I believe this is worth it and I believe that you can do this. So let's prepare you for being a buyer in 2022 because, hey, gang, nothing truly worthwhile is ever easy. Let's go. What's happening? How to buy a homies. You know, I was talking to how to buy a home team member today who said that we really should get some how to buy a homie merch. And she was suggesting those little dolls from the 90s. Remember the little homies? So I looked them up and yeah, it turns out that they don't make them anymore because law enforcement entities pressured retailers to stop selling little homies. (laughs) So big stores like Walmart and Safeway, they stopped selling the toys. So now I just need to find a vendor who will make them for me and doesn't care what the man says. All right, back to how to buy a home. I'm David Sidoni, and this is your Warp Speed 2022 Crazy Fast Info to prepare you for the Crazy Fast 2022 housing market. The facts and the data that you need so that you don't go ballistic when you actually figure out how this is going down. And like I said, since the 90s are all the rage right now, like my little homies, I guess I compare this market to the X-Files. If you think that something you hear, some story that just seems too outlandish, are just too insane to be true, like the you know crazy out-of-this-world cases in X-Files, yeah, it's probably true. Welcome to 2022, and you best open your mind because the lowest inventory ever has created a post-pandemic alien market that seems too wacky to be true. But the truth is out there, and the truth is freaking bananas. All right, it's preposterously fast and absurdly competitive, and that's just the way it goes. So get used to it. It's just this market right now. And this may not be what you were hoping for, what you were dreaming of. But like this podcast, if you learn to tolerate the sometimes bizarre circumstances, you're going to be rewarded. I'm not going to sugarcoat it today. You guys know I'm not going to prop you up with sunshine, lollipops, and ice cream. I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to drop truth bombs. And I'm doing this to help you because too many people, including me in my 20s, missed out and miss out on buying their first home because it can be so overwhelming, confusing, and scary. 2022, you really need an advocate because it's a world of sellers out there that don't give a crap about you. Why? Because they don't need to. They've got a line of people outside their door waiting to pounce on their home. If you just discovered this podcast and you're hoping I'm going to pack all the detailed information on how to beat the 2022 market in one podcast, well, hate to burst your bubble, but that's impossible. So keep listening. You're going to get like a big summary today. This will be a full picture, but I do definitely encourage you to do some more research because it's a lot more than I could put in just one podcast. So today's topics I'm going to talk about. Topic number one, this is utter insanity, a listener asked me. Should I wait till it cools down if I can't find what I want? Topic number two, we're going to talk about inspection red flags, because in the rush, you got to make sure that you do take care of that part of buying a home. And topic number three, once again, the topic everyone wants to know about, we're going to get a little deeper into bidding wars. Okay. Let me mentally prepare you for this. The market is flying fast, supersonic speed. So I decided what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a Lightning McQueen fast episode. Ka-chow! Some of the basics that you're going to need to be prepared for this market so you don't end up crying in a puddle in the corner. 
It's going to be rapid fire info. I'm going to go speed for speed, speed for a speedy market. Ka-chow! I'm going to be spitting lots of summaries. And I will mention where these things are discussed more in detail in previous episode. Because the speed that's happening right now in 2021 is like nothing I or anyone else in real estate has ever seen. And the best way to be ready for you to make the quick decisions that are going to work in this market is to go ahead and listen to me do a crazy fast podcast. And then you'll be used to the speed of the way things are coming. I'm doing this so you that you can be ready to be light and nimble and quick on your feet and make decisions that are going to help you take advantage of this. So prepare yourself. And I'm going to say that again, prepare yourself, prepare your mind and prepare your heart for the bidding wars. There are crazy expectations on you as a buyer and prepare for being treated like a member of the chess club standing against the wall to prom in a bad high school movie. Prepare for compromise. And just like dating, lower your expectations, baby. It's the seller's way or no way. That's just the way it's going right now. Spline to man, be confident in your choices. And then be ready for some disappointment as you're trying to move forward. Be ready of how the numbers actually benefit you in the long run so you can take all your lumps. And then once you've figured out those numbers are going to be good for you and you've got an offer in, be ready for those numbers to possibly shrink every single day that you don't close on a home. Every day. It's harsh truth. But again, I'm telling you guys this because no change happens without challenges. If you live by that, you're going to be fine. This is a good change and it will have challenges, but it's something that's going to benefit you in the long run. If you're hoping for dumb luck, I always say dumb luck is a dumb thing to expect. It's a seller's world right now. And the sooner you get on it, the sooner you benefit while others keep driving up the values until it cools off. This is the beginning of your financial stability for you and your family. Yes, that's going to be happening for you. But here's the reality. You're not going to get today at a discount. There are no deals and you won't be paying a price that makes all your friends say, damn, nope, not today. But if you can get through this battle and make something happen, they will be saying that in 2023, just like you would be saying when you hear about all my buyers who listened in 2019 or 2020 or 2021 and the uses podcast to buy a house. If you heard those prices, you'd be damn. But those deals were yesterday. And as I've been saying on this podcast, I'm going to say it now again. I love you but I am not the warm and fuzzy teacher that lets you come late to class and chew gum and hang out. I'm the tough but kind of goofy, more cringy teacher that you're not actually going to appreciate until you graduate college or go out and get a job or have kids. But if you take advantage of this day in 2022, if you battle it out now, maybe you'll be in a place someday where you're having buyers battle it out for your home. Okay, before I go rapid fire, get in my topics. One tip on the 2022 market. You can't get all the math and the knowledge you need to, to be prepared in this one quick podcast. Even though it's going to be a lot of information, this is still just one podcast. And you really can't get everything to be prepared for this in a, you definitely can't get everything to be prepared for this in a top 10 list or a TikTok video. To be really prepared, listen to and wrap your brain around the other detailed episodes. All right. And especially the 2022 episodes. I mean, hell, I dropped two emergency podcasts in 2022 before Valentine's Day. If you're new to the podcast, here's what I recommend you do. You're listening to this one today. Cool. So this is done. Go back to 68 and then binge 69, 70, 71, all the way up to this one. Then when you finish that, go to 57 and binge 57 to 68. That's going to give you the full detailed market analysis of what's going on in 2022. So you are ready. Okay, gang. 
I'm warming up. So let's kick it up to one and a half speed. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay, first up, a listener comment. I used to work overnights in a movie theater doing maintenance. As I was cleaning up, I would put your podcast on. The job was to help save extra cash. Your podcast helped me out, and I was able to buy a home in 2021. Bam! He did it. And you can do it too. Bam! Let's go. Topic number one. This sucks. I can't buy a house. I'm going to wait till it cools off. See, a listener wrote me this. I'm trying to buy a home in Dallas, and the competition is intense. I just lost out on a home I put an offer on last weekend that had 40-plus offers in the first weekend on the market. Is it smart to consider renting for another year until things settle down rather than move into a home that I have to settle on and not one that I actually like? Okay, warning, warning, warning. The next words I'm about to say may seem super harsh. So remember, I love you and I've done the math and I have your best interest at heart. The thought process is logical, sure, but the reality is that the market is moving away from you and what you think you can afford or should be able to afford today. Your version of settling may actually just be what you can only afford. And the math says that waiting for things to quote unquote settle down in a year from now, well, that means you're going to be buying a lesser home for the same money and a higher monthly payment with a higher mortgage interest rate. That is the math. Don't shoot the messenger. I wish I could buy a Bentley, but I can only afford a Honda CRV. So stop watching HGTV and start listening to episodes 49, 53, 57, 68, 69, 70, and 73. Didn't hear that? Good. Hit rewind. Moving on. 40 or 50 offers are happening everywhere on homes. So if you're approved for a 350 home, stop looking at $350,000 homes. Everyone's overbidding. Start looking at $300,000 homes so you can offer over the list price. Start looking at sold homes for 350 in the last two weeks. Not the last two months, the last two weeks. Remember, the market's moving fast. Look at the homes that sold for 350 in the last two weeks, and that is what you can afford. Now, does that sting? Sorry, I don't make the rules. I just tell you how to beat the game. While you're there, look at the prices of the homes sold in the last two to three weeks, and then look at how much over the list price they sold. This is the reality. Does it stupid? Does it suck? Yes, but so does reality TV. And you should have been prepared for that. It's right there in the name, reality. Okay, topic number one, done. Moving on. Topic number two, inspection red flags. A listener hit me up with this urgent question. My husband and I are about to make moves. No, now right there, I almost flagged this comment for inappropriate content, but I channeled my inner Ted Lasso and I decided to be curious, not judgmental. So it says, my husband and I are about to make moves on a home we've had our eyes on. Okay, that's better. The last two buyers fell out for undisclosed reasons. Okay, time out. Back to normal speed. Now, usually the reason I'm talking at a regular uh, speed right now is because I'm going to tell you what happened in a regular market. In a regular market, if two buyers fell out for undisclosed reasons, I would say, hey, unqualified buyers make offers all the time. And if the seller wants to sell and those are the only offers out there, sometimes that's all they got. So they go in a contract with the buyers that, you know, might not be totally prepared to buy, don't have their loan in order, but hey, that's the only offer the seller has. So they go under contract and they hope it works out. And then once they get in there, the buyer finds out that they don't have a real approval to buy the home and they have to back out of the deal. So it could mean there's absolutely nothing wrong with the home, even if it happened twice, like it did in this case. The deal sometimes doesn't fall out because the buyer found something wrong with the home. A lot of times the buyers just can't perform. And that was the one offer that came in and the seller had to give it a go. So, you know, hey, a lot of times in those situations, I'll tell buyers, we could jump on this and, you know, this home could be perfectly fine. Well, after my buyer stops giggling because I said someone couldn't perform, well, we usually move forward, not necessarily seeing, you know, a huge red flag there because 
a buyer, or in this case, two backed out of the deal. It might've been the financing. But how does that play in the present? This is 2022. All right, what about 2022? You gotta know the game, player. Things are moving fast. Multiple offers are coming in on the first weekend. So if a seller gets 38 offers in the first weekend, do you think they're choosing the one that doesn't look prepared, doesn't look like they're approved? You know the saying, beggars can't be choosers? Cool, reverse that. Sellers can be choosy now. So if not one, but two carefully selected buyers chosen from a pile of offers thicker than a phone book. Ah, oh, damn, we don't use those anymore. Okay, it's a pile taller than the glass of wine you just poured to deal with this market. If the best two buyers from that huge pile of offers both bailed on the home, that's a red flag warning because they had time to look through all those offers and figure out who's prepared and who was ready to go. And they picked the best two and those people bailed. So that probably means maybe something's wrong with the home. She goes on to ask, the inspection was done last week and we are only able to use that for our loan process. Translation, what that means is the inspection is for information purposes only. The seller has told them there's going to be no repairs or no credits given for whatever you find because the seller gives no craps about you and because you are one of 38 or 52 or 75 other offers. She then says, oh, the only thing is I have absolutely no idea what any of these red flags mean and I would like to get an opinion on some of the red flags in the inspection report. Well, then she goes through and lists a whole bunch of things. I'm not going to do that with you. And I told her real quickly, hey, you know what? I can't in good conscience respond to a few sentences you wrote on social media. That's so little info. I have no idea. I haven't seen the inspection. Don't know anything. Let me think of an analogy for that. That's like choosing a date from a new Tinder app, but the app only shows you the name and the gender identification of the person. So you flip on your phone, open the app, it says David Sedoni, he, him, that's it. How the hell can you swipe either way with so little info? Sure, I can tell you something about the situation, but there's absolutely no way you can just ask a question with a couple sentences on social media, and I can help you decide if this home is a swipe left or a swipe right based on just a few sentences. So my advice, so when it comes to inspections, I know people are asking you to waive them. I absolutely do not recommend that. No matter what, at least get them done for information purposes only and make sure you have time to back out of the deal and you don't waive the inspection the day that you sign it. I don't advise that. It can be very, very bad for you. No matter how badly you're getting crushed by the competition, you want to get into the home. I know things are moving fast. That's why I'm talking real fast right now. But fast doesn't mean dumb. I know people are asking you to waive them. It's a big, big risk. That's my take. So what do you do if it is for informational purposes and you do get a few days to take a look at it? All right. And, but once you look at it, you cannot ask for any repairs or credits. Well, first of all, expect that. That's probably going to be happening. If the listing agent doesn't even use that phrase, doesn't say for informational purposes, expect that that's what's going to happen. Expect that if you do an inspection and ask for even a $10 door handle, they're probably going to say no, because that's the fast and furious world of 2020. Expect it. So here's what you do. You have to rely on your realtor to help you dig deep before you swipe left or swipe right. So your biggest decision is not what house to buy, but what realtor to help you in the crazy 2022 market. And that decision happens long before you ever see a home. And then number two, before you put in any offers, have your realtor ready with professional vendors, roofers, plumbers, electricians, foundation people, sewer, septic tank, all those guys, and have them review the inspection as soon as you get it. Here's the secret. All home inspections are scary. Every single home inspection that I've ever read is going to make any first-time buyer poot their pants. The home inspector's butts are all aligned. They're the number two most sued people in real estate. Guess who's number one? Realtors. Way to go, guys. So they go nuts and they mark down every single little thing that's wrong with the home so that they can protect their butts, telling you 
a lot of times if they do find something wrong, hey, we found something wrong here, but you know what? I'm not really an expert in roofs, so make sure you get another opinion from a certified licensed roofer. What? What? Wait, I'm getting a home inspection. I thought I hired an expert. Yes, you did. You hired a general expert. And then they figure out what they need to do to CTA, cover their booties. With a liability phrase you're going to see all throughout your inspection. It's going to say the something shows sign of something bad, something wrong, something broken, something whatever. So we recommend a qualified licensed professional to inspect the whatever before the contingency, condition, or option period is up. So what do you do in 2022? Hire the best advocate and then have them prep some other experts ready to help you out. Take a look at your inspection and decide if this is a normal issue or a money pit waiting to happen. Move right along. Topic number three, I need oxygen. How are we all doing? How do I win a bidding war? Talked about this a lot. Why? Everyone wants to know about it. Here's the new topic for bidding wars. Think buying a home is all about price? Think you win a bidding war because you're the highest offer? Wrong. Learn this word. Terms. Terms, 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 terms. To understand how to use these effectively to make your offer look more attractive than an airbrushed filter Instagram model, you should consider more than just price when you write an offer. Use the terms to make your offer look super rad and bitchin'. I know earlier I said the 90s were all the rage, but I'm a child of the 80s, and I still think that rad is cooler than getting jiggy with it. So, terms are rad. Know what else is rad? Math. You hate math? Too bad. Many of these terms mean some advanced mathematics that benefit the seller's bottom line without changing the sales price. And that means math. You can buy a $400,000 house and really be paying $425,000 to the seller. It all depends on the terms. Details on the terms and other things to help you with bidding wars are in episode 46. And there's some other ideas in 39 and 41. But it's got even crazier out there since those episodes dropped. So let me give you a few extras. First things first. And this is not a terms thing. Be ready to overbid. This is just the price. Overbid. Period. End of story. Roll credits. So far this year, I've had $800,000 million buyers putting in offers, $50,000, dollars $125,000 over list price, and they didn't even get a counter. One of the listing agents responded to us, told us they had 48 offers on an $875,000 home. Now, our offer was $1,080,000. That's $205,000 over the list price, and we had a $500,000 down payment. And out of those 48 offers, we didn't even make the top offers and we didn't even get a counter counter offer. Now, is this because I suck at my job? Don't answer that. No, it's not. No, it's because the market is insane. Listing agents are underpricing homes to get cycle auctions in a matter of hours with a home being on the market. And because the inventory is so stupid, ridiculously, mind-blowingly low, that's why it's happening. And if you're thinking, dude, what are you talking about? I can never afford a million dollar home. How about some guidance for me, man? Come on, Captain Bougie Realtor. Look, I'm telling you this because I know I've been doing this for 16 years and the entry-level homes, the homes that are cheaper than the million-dollar homes, the regular first-timer buyer homes, they are always more in demand than these luxury price homes. And this is happening in the luxury price homes. So that means it's even more insane for first-time buyers. And it's not just happening here. Remember my first girl from Dallas? And I've been hearing this from buyers all over the United States and Canada. So look, here's something that's not a term. You need cash, cash money, baby. Prepare to have your down payment plus one to 2% for closing costs and then beg your mom and dad for some more extra money because you might have to do all kinds of weird things with it. You might have to cover an appraisal gap in case you have to waive that contingency or condition to get your offer accepted. It happens. Appraisals are part of buying a home if you're using a loan and often buyers are offering above what they think could be the appraised value on the home. 
since the market's so bananas, the buyers know the home's going to be worth more in a few months, hell, a few weeks. So, you know, that means they're going to offer over and know that the home's going to be worth that value. But that doesn't mean the appraisal that you get when you're buying the home is going to be the full value of your offer because you're thinking of something in a couple of weeks or a couple of months. So what are the sellers doing right now? Well, they're looking for a buyer that can pay the difference out of their pocket at the closing. Cash money, homie, over and above your down payment and closing costs. Cash is king. Now, I know some people out there are using escalated clauses in their counter offers, but I've been using something I call an appraisal gap clause. Let's say a home is offered at $300,000 and you know the last one last month was offered at $299,000 and it got 52 offers. Why do you know that? Because you were one of them and you didn't get the house. And you offered $325 on that $299 house and you didn't get a sniff. So you confidently decide to offer $350 on this $300 home, even though it's way over the list price, but you know, hey, the last one had 52 offers. This one's going to go way up. But what about the appraisal? Well, if you're approved up to $350 and then you actually get chosen for this home and the home comes in at a $340 appraisal, you got to come up with the next $10,000 out of pocket. So if you've got that, and then you know, and you believe in the numbers and you know you want this home, so you take your 350 offer and you don't waive the appraisal because if it comes in at 325, you're not going to have the money to make that happen. But if it did come in at 340, you could pull it off. So you want to offer up to 350, but you're not sure if it's going to appraise. Well, now you know, you've figured out that you've got $10,000 cash to cover an appraisal gap. So offer $350,000 or up to $10,000 over the appraised price, whichever is higher. That means your offer goes in, and if the house appraises for $340, they're going to get it for $350. Now, if it appraises at $350, then they're going to get it for $360. See, you're getting a little incentive on that side. And you're offering a very fair market price for the home and upping your offer without putting yourself in any jeopardy because you've got yourself covered because you've got ten grand and that's all you offer. At worst case, you are only paying $10,000 over the appraised value for a home that's going to be worth $10,000 more in just a few weeks. The alternative is not to get the home, and then you pay $20,000 more or thirty or forty when you finally get an offer accepted in a couple weeks. Hey, Sidoni, what the hell? You're freaking out. You're talking all fast. What about the terms? You said terms, terms, terms like 50 times, you idiot. I thought the terms were rad, dude. Where are the bitchin' terms you were talking about? Okay, term time. If you want to up your offer without raising the price, and then that would keep you from running into an appraisal problem, write your offer and agree to pay for things the seller would usually pay for. That's some of the terms. By giving them this discount, they're effectively getting a higher price because they're actually getting a bigger net without the actual price on the contract going up and making you being concerned about the appraisal because the price stays at the same spot. One of the terms you can change is you can pay for their closing costs. That's a big difference in their net profit if you pay for it instead of them and your purchase price doesn't go up for the appraiser. Or my favorite new way to up the price without using a ton of extra cash is offering them a lease back or a rent back for free. This is a great trick to offer them a net profit way over other competing offers with the same purchase price without actually being a higher offer on the purchase price on paper and potentially running into those appraisal problems. Sound weird, crazy, confusing? I know, right? Welcome to 2022. Here's how you do it. You offer a short escrow, another term. Get them their money instantly. That's what they want. And then you let them stay in the place for free for one, two, or three months. That's big bucks to them if they don't have to pay a mortgage. And it means they won't be stressed out while they're going, thinking they're going to be homeless because they're going to be out there trying to do this as well, trying to buy a home in this crazy market. Time is their friend, and if you give it to them for free, you up their profit and you give them peace of mind. But you've also kept your actual purchase price in the same place. See? 
terms, not price, terms. And here's the kicker. If you're doing the math and you're thinking, okay, wait a minute, that means in a f- like maybe month two or three, we're going to be paying double rent. I don't know if we can do that. <laughs> don't worry about it. You don't have to have that money the day you make the offer. You make the offer with the rent back. Well, now you got a 30-day escrow. Then you got 30 days to make it. That's 60 days for you to make the money to double up when you're doing the double things. You only need some of it. And then you only have to use one, two, or three months that you're going to have to do the double payment. Now, I know it seems crazy, but if you work the numbers in today's market, you're going to realize that these little extra payments that you're going to get, you're probably going to make that up in equity. While you're renting it to them, the house is actually going to be going up in price. So you get instant equity when you move in. And there's some more really cool math about how you don't actually pay the first month's mortgage until you own the home for up to like three weeks. So there's more time to make money and to save. If you don't understand what I'm talking about, ask your mortgage pro about this. Tell them to explain to you rent forward mortgage backwards. Again, rent forward mortgage backwards. Don't have time to explain it right now, but you pretty much get about anywhere from four to six weeks where you don't actually have a mortgage payment. Ask your lender about it. They'll explain what it means. Okay, moving on. Terms. Don't ask for appliances. Don't ask for termite work. Don't ask them to pay off the solar lease panel. In fact, don't do anything to nickel and dime them. Reverse it. Uno style. You pay for the things. I always recommend to get a home warranty, and usually the seller pays for it, but in this market, don't ask them to pay for it. You pay it yourself. Anything the seller usually pays for in your state, ask your realtor to add it up for you, then put the cash aside for yourself. Don't ask the seller to pay for it, and you pay for it. Harsh truth bomb alert coming. Ready? Don't nickel and dime them, but do expect them to nickel and dime you. Expect it. They have three, four, or 13 backup offers calling them every day, dying to find out if you're getting greedy and you're going to figure out a way to lose the deal. Don't think that your mad negotiating skills and tactics will get you an extra little deal or a little something, something. Don't ask for the TV mounts, the patio furniture, anything extra. You need to stand out as the smooth, simple transition to make it go through. Oh, guys, I really wish you were the head cheerleader and you got to choose from all the hunks in the school for your prom date. But you know what? In 2022, you're the nerdy freshman who doesn't like to shower with the bad fashion sense until your realtor helps you with an offer makeover to make all the boys look at you. How about that, guys? (laughs) That was not only condescending and sexist, it was wildly shallow all at once. More tips coming at you to stand out like your Cinderella after those creepy mice got done with her. Forget the heartstrings letter to the seller. Don't go for the mush. Show them the money. Have your lender do a full approval for you and ask for more than just a pre-approval letter. Get whatever your lender's got. Show them your accounts with your money. They need to see that. Be sure you black out all your numbers, but it does have to have the name on there so they know that it's actually your bank account. You're just not screenshotting your uncle's stuff, okay? Show them credit scores and have your lender show them your full application status, maybe even an underwriter approval. Have the lender call the listing agent to tell them how dope you are. Get the offer in, have the lender call. My lender sends a video by email to show that he's not only awesome, but he's a real human. Promise them you're going to close on time. Something that my lender is doing with me is we offer per diem for every day after the contracted date that we don't close, we're going to pay them money. Of course, let your lender know that you're doing that. Don't just write it in the contract and don't tell them. You can shorten your inspection period. You can shorten your contingency and condition periods to be reasonable, but quick time periods. Be prepared to take sick days to make this work. If you've only got a five or six or seven day period, you better be ready to drop everything. Be flexible. And by the way, the best way to be flexible is to have extra cash, which gives you all the amount of options to try to make you close the deal. Now I know you're on your treadmill and you're screaming, stellar advice, Sidoni, just have more cash. Duh. Like if I could do that, I totally would. Okay. So you want to get more cash when you're a buyer? 
restructure your deal. Go back and listen to my episodes on how much money to put down and run a plan with your unicorn lender to perhaps reduce your down payment so you can be more liquid, so you can have more cash to cover. In case an offer comes in well below the appraised value, fine, you've got extra cash. 20% becomes a 15% down payment, 10% becomes five. It can be done. And the math is not as scary as it seems. Look, don't freak out and don't tell me it's a bad idea unless you can spit all the numbers for both options like an Excel spreadsheet. If you can't do that, then why are you telling yourself it's bad? That's like saying sushi sucks when you've never eaten it. How do you know sushi sucks? You're just freaked out because someone told you that. How else can you get cash to cover some extra over down payment? All right, what are some other ways you can get some more cash so you can cover over the down payment of the closing costs? Listen to the episodes on diversifying your portfolio by using your retirement to boost your cash. Speaking of using your retirement, which I know is making some of you clench your butt cheeks right now, but I will bet those of you clenching your butt cheeks treat your retirement like a wishing well. You toss your money in there every month with no clue how it really works and just makes you happy because you know that you threw it down the well and it's totally safe. And one day when you're wrinkly and old and you quit your job, you're going to have a pile of money in a well. Well, I agree with you. You will. But if you don't know the numbers, then please don't tell me that I'm risky or my advice is not prudent or that I'm a balding and slightly overweight man for my size. Only one of those is an accurate depiction of me. I know the numbers and your home is likely to be your biggest investment. And you can keep throwing money in a well while you try to save money and the market keeps going up while your rents keep going up as well. Or you can diversify. Know your numbers. Listen to the episodes on this before you call me risky and aggressive. I'm actually advising you the same way I advised against Dave Ramsey's Save 20% in episode 69. He was playing it too safe. And over the last 10 years, he's cost his followers tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars while they waited and didn't get into the market because they were trying to save up 20% down payment just to be safe while we're sitting in a rising market with low interest rates. My suggestions in the past decade were to take a good look at the numbers. And instead of playing it ultra safe and cost yourself hundreds of thousands of dollars, I advise my people to play it regular safe, a regular amount of safe. So in this case, with your retirement and throwing it in like it's a wishing well, that's ultra safe. I'm advising that in this market that's running away from all of us, perhaps dig into the well and buy a house and consider that another retirement investment vehicle. And then once you've got it, if you want to have a well, you can dig one in your backyard. Do you know why? Do whatever the hell you want. You own that place. And if the payment for your new approval is too high for you, if you go and you figure out this is great, I can do it. Boom, that payment's too much. Forget it. Can't buy a house. I've got more sad news from you from the math department. In 2022, while you're trying to save and lower your loan amount with a bigger down payment so that you can get a lower monthly payment, Prices keep going up and so do mortgage interest rates. So guess what? That math doesn't work. If you're approved for $2,500 a month right now, but you only want to spend $2,000 a month, so you only go out and you look at homes that only cost $2,000 a month. Well, great. Now you're going to lose about $85,000 in the price of homes that you're looking at by dropping it by $500. Now, by the time you save enough money to lower your down payment and you put that money into your loan, to make that $500 a month payment difference, the home's gonna cost way more and your monthly payment will now be even higher because interest rates are probably gonna get above today's 3.5% rate. So what can you do to make that $2,500 a month maximum on your loan approval feel comfy and feel as comfy as a $2,000 a month? Well, reduce your 401k contribution if you contribute over the maximum. Now warning, comprehend this and know these numbers before you tell the world that some freaky old man drink, I said old, that some freaky old man on a podcast told you to do this. But I've seen many listeners who tell me they simply can't afford to pay more. 
like let's say they say they can't afford to pay more than $2,000 a month. Well, now they've got a 401k that gets matched up to 6%, but they currently contribute 10%. Well, guess what? That's a 4% that you're putting into your 401k that is unmatched. That's the difference that you're throwing into the well. So you can use that money. Diversify your long-term retirement with an historically appreciating asset. Yes, it's correct grammar to say an historically appreciating asset. At least that's what the nuns at St. Hedwig's told me in grammar school. So don't despair. Don't say it's impossible. I have more listeners closed or closing in the last three months than I've ever had in the same time period in the history of this podcast. It can be done. Prepare like a Boy Scout. No, like a Girl Scout. DM me for cookies. My daughter Bella has a website and she'll ship them to you for reals. DM me for Girl Scout cookies. So what else can you do to get a little cushion of cash above your down payment and your closing costs? My favorite thing, bank of mom and dad or grandma or grandpa or uncle or crazy aunt. Tips for begging and how to ask your family for money the right way are in the Thanksgiving episodes, episodes 30 and episode 60. And here's a little success story for you. A listener who was sketched out about buying his first home reached out to me and I got his information and we worked together and we got a personalized strategy to best suit him and his wife's needs. Well, hers mostly. Dude's totally about her. Love him. Busting your chops, Holden. Take it. He's a great dude. Really smart. But he was looking for a specialized guide to help him. Something specifically for what he was trying to do because he wasn't just thinking about one house, he was thinking about a bunch. So we got together, we worked our plan, got him a unicorn, and here's his most recent update. He said to me, dude, I don't know if he actually said dude, but it just kind of felt like that kind of conversation. Dude, we already refied. I got rid of my PMI and we're keeping our 2.75 interest rate. Only six months after our purchase. Your help has seriously set us up financially for the rest of our lives. Can't ask for more than that. Why am I telling you that? Just because I want to feel good about myself? No, because think about this. They went and they got a house. Did they get a killer deal? No. Did they buy the house for 10% lower than the market value? No. Did they get some crazy negotiation, knock $25,000 off the price with their uber cool tactics of their unicorn realtor? No, they just bought a house. They didn't buy something on sale. It's not like a car or a computer that you research on the internet when you see the price drop. Homes are not on sale now. This is about you preparing to eventually buy in a competitive market because that's when the universe said you're age appropriate to buy a house right now. Age appropriate. I don't even know what that means. Look, bottom line is, this is when you're thinking about buying a house, period. The best time to buy a house was yesterday. Deal with it. So I replied back to him, dude, I actually said, dude, because that's me. That's the part I keep trying to tell people about. Don't look to hire someone to help you just find a home. Find a realtor who will be a consultant and change your lives. Congrats. All I did was consult with him. I sent him to a unicorn and he did the rest by learning, accepting, he was prepared and they got ready to get the house and weren't looking for a deal or a bargain, just getting a house. Once prepared, they accepted the numbers, accepted the market, decided to compromise a little bit and then reluctantly realized they probably should stretch a little bit. But now today he's calling me about purchasing his next home and we're trying to strategize and figure out if he's going to buy another home, a forever home or an investment home. Whew. Okay, usually this is where I wax philosophical and wrap things up in a neat, tidy bow with some semi-poetic, but probably cheesy words of wisdom. But screw that, I'm too damn tired <laughs> doing this beat podcast. Man, Whew. sorry, I just wanted you guys to understand, if you're thinking about it in 2022, be ready for buying a home to be coming at you like that. Preparing? No, not going to be like that. You can take your time, you can figure things out, you can do whatever you want. But once you start getting out there, once you start looking at homes, that's the speed it's coming. All right, if you've got questions, find me on my Instagram, at David Sedoni. You can always go to the website, howtobuyahome.com. It's a little place where you can ask me a question anytime you want to, or go to the Facebook group, 
how to buy a home. Reach out if you're ready to jump in this crazy race and you want to employ a unicorn team in your area. I said employ, but they're free and they're rad and they're going to make you feel more bitchin'. You feel bitchin' when you have a unicorn in your corner. Okay, that's it. Oh, one more thing. Don't forget, if you have a chance, please, please, please take a little time. Drop a review. It would mean so much to me. It really helps other people see it. And check out Spotify. They're doing reviews now. Okay, time for a nap. Look, don't be scared. You can do this.